0: Hey, 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 welcome everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. I got an echo going on here. I need to get rid of. <laughs> I apologize for my delay, but uh just running a few seconds behind here. Trying a new uh option, and that's uh going live on uh, Instagram, but they don't make it easy. Anyway, God bless you. Thank you for joining us. So glad you're here. Um, I can see uh, Facebook users on. Uh, I don't know who you are, but I'm glad you're here. Others are joining. Type into the chat. Let let us know where you're from. And uh, just God is good. Amen. I jumped on just a few minutes early today because I just wanted to take care of a few things and uh, just talk about um, our journey. I know a couple of weeks ago I indicated to you that we were in a transition and I want to kind of bring a little more clarity to that. Maybe many of you have already seen my posts on uh, Facebook and different social medias but yes we do sense that our time here in california has come to a close our assignment what god has assigned for us to do here it's bittersweet uh, i would have liked to have seen more things happen um definitely with the supreme school ministry uh but uh, you know God shifted us about a year and a half ago, and for the past year and a half, probably one of the, the um, uh, biggest or the uh, most focused assignments that we have been dealing with is helping my natural son, Jonathan Arcovial. He's 28 years old, and uh, he is developmentally disabled and uh, we had to help him he was in a crisis uh, and reached a point trying to live on his own and just wasn't making it because of his disability and had several issues in life uh, one was he lost his place to live and instead of letting his parents know he decided to start living in his car it was last about july when my daughter let me know that she found out her brother was living in his car in the North Bay of San Francisco. So we arranged it. I flew up there and was able to get him, rescue him and drive him back down here and get him the help he needed. And and working with him and uh, helping get things restored in his life. He had lost his um, social security benefits because he was living in his car and could not, Uh, could not uh, focus on uh, things that he needed to focus on. So um, anyway, uh, we're excited because, you know, uh, we believe that God is in this move. No, we're not moving because we're discouraged, because we're done. You know, Um, we have been in a difficult situation. Um, The state decided to cut his check and uh, that was actually due to his um doings because he was upset that i was his representative payee so he decided to write a bunch of letters to the national office of social security into the offices in the region and tell them that he was not disabled he wanted his check stopped That's just how his brain doesn't work correctly didn't realize damage he was doing of course when he wrote them and said he wanted his check to stop they accommodated him you don't have to ask social security twice to stop giving you money they'll be more than happy to cut you off (laughs) so anyway god is our source and um we're actually transitioning him he's going to be back up north and uh we're actually heading to texas you might say well why texas well, yes. Besides that being the state that I was born and raised in, <clears throat> and probably the state that I've done the most work in, I'm kind of feeling this. Me first Facebook user is just, Can't tell. Anyway, you're not going to reveal yourself. It's all good. I have no idea who that is. So um, <clears throat> we shifted because God moved on this now the way god speaks to you and the way god deals with you is probably going to be a very unique way uh, and i'm not saying it's the way god everybody so today i'm really talking about our prophetic assignment and how to follow that assignment and for me uh, throughout the years every ministry i've done whether i was pastoring a church whether i had planned the church and was leading it or whatever work i was doing in the spirit um I have one way to serve, and that's with my whole heart. I just jump right in and give my whole heart. And every time, yes, I figured that's what it was. Hey, Joshua. Yeah, next time, Joshua, if you want to type into uh, 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 Grant uh, StreamYard permission, then I'll be able to see your name. And here I'll put the... uh, the link here, if you want to give StreamYard permission to allow you to post on Facebook, they just are weird about that. They got to click on that link I just put there and have them okay you to, to um, so I can see who you are. <laughs> but every time God shifted us, I felt just a sudden disconnect. I can remember one church I had planted in Northern California, and I was just right in the middle of. Running and gunning, just uh, we had just done a big project to improve the property that we was uh, using. uh, I remember I flew in, and it was late at night, and I pulled up to the front of the church building, the campus, because I needed to get something out of my office. I can remember distinctly as I pulled up and I looked at the building, it's like I'd never been in before. There's this sudden disconnect, I sensed, where God was telling me. So, hey, guys, God bless you. Love you. So um, uh, I was testing um, this back in September. I couldn't quite tell what it was. I remarked to, to my wife, Jennifer, because we were serving at a local Ecclesia, you know, 10 to 20 hours a week doing street ministry, uh, ministering to people on the streets, doing what's called King's Table, which is setting up a beautiful table to minister to the homeless with a five-course wonderful meal and then the them with prayer and ministry afterwards. I was also serving um, <clears throat> in um, leading a, a house fire here every Tuesday. We had as many as 20 at, at one time. It dwindled down to about 10 as most churches <laughs> like that end up doing, especially in big cities where people have to fight traffic to come to a meeting. Um and just serving as a lot of other areas. I'm doing my my spirit Lift family zooms on Tuesday nights, teach the teaching training and mentoring that we do. And but we just both sensed on a Sunday just a shift in our spirit. And that was the beginning of it. Of course, I thought that shift was maybe the fact that my mother passed away the next week, suddenly. And so I got the phone call. It was a flurry to have to get my um Airfare and to get back to Texas. I wasn't prepared for it, didn't have a emergency fund set up. It was just we had to rob Peter to pay Paul so I can get there and honor my mother. But while I was in Texas, I began to really sense speaking to me. That time was like, God, are you bringing me back to this area? Is that what I'm sensing? It wasn't anything definite, <clears throat> just sensing that shift. <clears throat> so I came back to, to California. We dove right back into serving and doing everything. We've been also, you know, uh, appreciate the support we receive from time to time. But we we uh, are what you would call tent makers. We do different entrepreneurial things and, and businesses to, to, to make our income to so, to live. So I I don't pastor a church. I don't have a, a salary cut. So when we came back all during the month of October, I kept sensing that just that disconnect coming on me. I was like, okay, something's fixing to happen. And I've seen this happen 10 times in my life over the past 40 years of ministry. Then one day, Jennifer comes in, she went to Costco to, to get some food, and she walks in and she goes, Honey, I was standing in Costco and God's presence just all over me. And I heard God say, You're moving. Well, I immediately said, Oh no, baby, we're not going to move because I hate moving, and now that I'm knocking on the door of 60 years old, I just, I, just can't, I can't carry couches anymore. I can't carry beds. I can't do all that stuff anymore. And I was like, "Oh no, no, no! We're not going to move. No, 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 no." I'd it it, it be saying that wasn't God, <laughs> but yes, it ended up being God. Uh, my wife is very prophetic, and she does hear from God. And so I just said, let's just wait and see what God does. And she was midstream getting her, her realtor license, but uh, she actually went to school and finished, was ready to get her, take her license back in the month of September, but good old California delayed her for three months to get her license. She had no income coming in from her side because she had left her, her employment that she was doing to do real estate. So we were just in a real tough situation. And, um, you know, sensing that God's grace was ending for our season here. And um, so it was in November. I just began having these dreams about different moves of God. Many of them similar to outpourings I've experienced about the years in crusades overseas and just demonstrations of God's power and, and anointing And We've been kind of in a, ekklesia environment that's been more healing waters than anything prophetic yes god's presence is there god moves but um you know talking about the the, the demonstration of god's freedom power setting, we're just going to begin to move in the deep deep outpouring of his holy spirit yes sometimes there's demonstrations take place that you know, you're not going to be able to put your finger on and control that's just how god moves Then one night, I had a dream. In this dream, I was in a house fire. And uh, a house fire is our term for small groups. It's not literally burning down. (laughs) And in this house fire, I saw that people were just packed in this house. And they just kept coming in. But it was a normal house. It wasn't an apartment. I remember in the dream, I turned to Jennifer and said, what are we going to do with all these people? And then I woke up. And it was about 2 3 in the morning and I was laying there in my the bed. as I always do, I turned my heart to God and said, God, what are you saying? What's this dream mean? And he spoke to me the name Lego Vista. Well, of course, I got up and immediately went in the living room and I, I sat down in my chair and just began to ponder it some more and think. And so I opened my computer and I opened up Google Maps. I typed in Lego Vista. It was Lego Vista, it was a subdivision. Liga Vista down by Murrieta, California, which is about 40 miles from us. And there was a young lady there that we were working with as an apostle. Her name's Jennifer. that told me she started a house fire about two months ago. So I really thought oh, my God, this is it because this is just 20 miles from Murrieta. And I started trying to connect the dots, but he wasn't feeling it. <laughs> There's no witness of the spirit, you know? And because I was trying to get away with just... Lego Vista just being 40 miles away and we can just drive there. We don't have to move have to everything we have to anything crazy. We just drive down and help Jennifer, that's her name, Jennifer. And, um <clears throat> start another house fire. Because that's what we've been doing anyway, me get house fires. But just wasn't feeling it. And so I was told Jennifer and she looked at it. Of course, Jennifer's just like, let's just write on there and see. I said, No. I don't think that's the case. Hey, Aaron, bless your brother. Welcome. So let's just wait on this. And that's what you do when you get a prophetic word from God or a dream or something that you don't quite understand, you don't quite know. Don't try to make it happen, guys. Listen, guys, if God speaks prophetically. You don't have to make it happen. Our duty is not to go out and try to do it, our duty is just to obey. Just obey His leading. And so I said, let's just wait. Let's don't move. Shelve this with other words we have. we have been feeling your word. We're moving. All these things come into it. Then about a night later, a prophet from Florida called me and said, God's pressing me. I can tell you, you're getting ready for a shift. You're getting ready for a move. God's getting ready to transition. And you're not going to struggle anymore financially. And you're going to have everything you you need to do what God's put in your heart. Well, we got our vision for nations. We got a vision to, to establish a school of ministry. This is yeah. hundreds of thousands of ours, maybe even into the, the millions possibly. Thinking, okay, I'm ready, God, let's do it. Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> you know, and then um then he said, you know, uh the 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 brook is getting ready to dry up, but you're getting ready to shift into your next as a widow. Well at that point our Brook hadn't quite completely. So he was a contractor in the area. They kind of put on his heart to help support us. He has been such a blessing and we honor him and his uh, fiance in in just every way. But um, then about three days later, it was now Thanksgiving. I decided to call up a, a, an apostle in <clears throat> North Austin just to chat with him, see how he's doing. and Mentioned the name and I called it Lago Vista. And he goes, John, that's not Lago. That's Lego Vista, and Lego Vista is a city about 20 miles from where we live in Texas. So I immediately jumped on the uh, uh, computer and pulled it up. And when I saw Lego Vista, the city, come up, I mean, the Holy Ghost just fell on me. I just started talking in tongues. Oh, <laughs> it's the power of God falling on me now. Now I'm falling out in the spirit. But uh, anyway, just that confirmation. There's been so many more confirmations since then. Uh, one of the apostles from Ohio felt impressed to call well, me. God put it put me on his heart twice that morning. So yes, can we talk? I said sure. I shared with him what I felt, and he said God spoke to him and told him that God was going to bring us back to where I had been raised you had no idea to know that I was uh, raised most of my life right there in the Austin area <clears throat> so so I'm gonna kind of dive in now I'm gonna, I'm gonna depart from this story and I'm gonna dive into and by the way we're we're, we're ready to move out we're just waiting on the finance uh, we just' you, it's gonna come it's going to supply it and I've already decided that if we got to sell everything we have I actually got a bunch of stuff on on marketplace then we'll just do that and uh, and just go. <laughs> We're ready, Lord. So, uh, But we do need about 12,000 to, to properly get moved. But uh, God knows. But uh, I want to talk to you about your prophetic destiny. And I talked a little bit about our shift and how we handle that. God may have you handle your shift completely different. But it will be surrounded with his prophetic word, with things like that, dreams and people coming and speaking confirming words to you. That's why it's important to be connected to it, your family. So you can't be a lone ranger. You gotta be connected to apostles, connected to prophets that will speak into your life and will confirm things that God is saying and doing. And um, you know, I spoke just recently to an apostle that were aligned with uh, Tony Kim in Bakersfield and shared with him. And he was saying, you know, John, uh, this is right. This is, the timing is right. And your your time in California was a test. Just you, you would obey. And it's part of your whole process, your willingness to obey. So, you know, um, know, Jesus, excuse me, the word of God says in Jeremiah 29 and 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. My friend, God wants to give you a future and a hope. But sometimes you can't receive that future and hope when your hearts are shrouded with religious barriers. That's why sometimes the apostle prophetic and people who are kingdom, it doesn't mix well with religious circles. Because it's like it's like oil and water. You know, I used to years ago, if someone came to me and said, You know, I want prophetic, I want to walk in the apostolic, I want to walk in demonstration of spiritual power, I want the anointing, I want to see God move, I want, you know, and, 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 you know, they're like, Well, I'm in a church so that doesn't believe in this, and the pastor frowns on it, and just, you know, I used to be like, Oh, you just settle down and just honor. I quit doing that. I don't condemn people to their death. I tell people, You follow God. God will bring you into the right covering. We all need covering. We all need spiritual authorities in our life. We need those apostles and prophets and leaders in our life to speak into our life. I'm not staying just <clears throat> cut loose and be a lone ranger. <clears throat> but you, know, you got to be staying tied to something that is diametrically opposed to your prophetic and You flowing and obeying God in demonstration of spirit and power. You know, the, the only way we can receive God's love is when we become naked and unashamed before him. And we just lay ourselves down and surrender. Accept the covering of his glory. That's the greatest covering in your life, is the covering of his glory. But we open our hearts and say, God, just do in my heart what you need to do. If you're in the fire, don't try to leave the fire. Don't try to escape the fire. Just lay down and say, okay, God, consume me. (laughs) Consume me by your presence and your fire. Because the best version of you is found in him. Let me say that again. The best version of you is discovered being in Jesus. When you rest in your divine image, amen. You see, in his love, there's no fear of punishment. You don't got to be afraid of the fire. He doesn't send fire to punish. He sends power fire to purify. And God will love you right where you're at, and he will heal you with his love and restore you to what he sees you, the image that will striving for is to be what God sees we should be. Let me stop here and say, you have to understand how significant you are to God in his divine image. You see, that's why we try to live with honor. Honor recognizes and affirms that every person is valuable and powerful. We are made in God's image. You see, Jesus died to restore us to relationship to him. That's why we're significant. That's why Ephesians 4, verses 23 to 23 says, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous, truly holy. And that's why we embrace kingdom culture with honor. You See, honor is demonstrated through consistent respect in both word, what we say to people, and action, to those we lead, to those that we're following, that we're su- submitted in honor in our life, to those that we seek to love, and even, yeah, to those we disagree with. There is a way you can be disagreeable with honor. You see, honor avoids controlling people. But honor also lovingly confronts, limits, disciplines, and necessary. You see, that's why we need true spiritual fathers. Because true spiritual fathers will correct sons and daughters. We live in a generation that is not at all willing to be corrected. I've had people completely disconnect their relationship with me and completely sever all financial support because I had to give them a word of correction. And I told them, look, I I am sorry that you're offended at this. I am so grieved that you feel to break our relationship. I don't apologize for speaking God's word to you. Galatians 6, verse 1 through 2 tells us, Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly Help that person back onto the right You don't just pat them on the back and collect their check and say, God bless you, go, go your way. But you got to be careful. Because Paul goes on to say, be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share one of one another's burdens, for in this way we obey the law of Christ. You see, the level of honor that we have for a person, directly affects our ability to receive correction from them. Or you can go to someone and say, oh, Apostle, Apostle, you're so awesome. Bishop, you're the man of God. If you still have that same attitude when the Bishop's correcting you? When the Bishop's putting you in your place because you have a bad attitude? Oh, come on somebody. We are of great value In God's eyes, never let man set your value. Men's value systems are messed up. Recently, Leonardo da Vinci's Salvatore Munisi painting sold for $450 million for one painting. I can't wrap my brain around that. Babe Ruth's 1920 baseball jersey sold for $4.4 million for a piece of clothing 1963 ferraro gto sold for 70 million dollar 70 million dollars and every day human life is aborted because it's inconvenient states are fighting now for their right to kill children girls as young as 13 years old every day are sold into sex slavery. I've had to drive young ladies in my car knowing they were sex slaves. I would pray for them on the Every time I would try to talk to them about the situation, they got fear on their face and they would just bolt from the car. God values, values us very much. That's why we must value his word more than anything Or anyone, Joshua one and eight says, "The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and you shall have good success." My friend, we're not—we don't have a shortage of prophets and apostles willing to speak God's word. The Bible said the famine will be the hearing of the word of God. People heaping to themselves, Timothy said, teachers with teaching ears, meaning teachers telling you what you want to hear, scratching your little itch of your ego. But the moment you speak the truth and you speak exactly what God wants them to hear, they get offended. They stop supporting. They stop liking you. They block you on Facebook. <laughs> but you know, it's so awesome to know we have a prophetic destiny. I'm so excited about Jennifer Nine's destiny as we shift into this new transition, take new territory in Lego Vista, Texas. You see, destiny is not fate. You know what destiny is? Destiny is a choice. Let me talk to you about, in the last few minutes of this broadcast, let me talk to you about life-defining moments. That's right. Life-defining moments. Hey, Uriah, God bless you. So glad you're on. Yeah, too many bosses and managers and no spiritual fathers. I love it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. I love it when you guys jump on and, and add stuff. It's awesome, man! Keep it up, guys. Amen. So let's talk about life-defining moments. Life-defining moments is not you stumble along in life, blind and lost, lost and all of a sudden one day, boom, you find a lottery ticket, or one day, boom, you you just step into your are something that. <coughs> Every choice we make in life molds our steps. I want you to listen to me very closely. For those of you think that you just kind of la la la, just floating through life and you're just following after whatever God wants. Woo, I'm free. <laughs> Let's look at King Rehobo. It's a good example of life-defining moments that are a result of our choices. First Kings 12. Then King Rehobo counsel with, it, with the old man who had stood before Solomon his father while he was still yet alive. Now we'll talk to you about those gray heads in your life if you have any left. You haven't already fired all of them because they don't speak like you speak. They don't understand you. Oh, just, My apostle just doesn't get <laughs> Come on, grow up get out of your diapers, at least get some training pants on, dude. That's what King Rehoboam, he went with the old men and asked them, how should I lead these people now that I have this powerful position? And he said, if you'll be a servant to these people today and serve them and speak good words to them, when you answer them, they'll be your servants forever. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with being nice to people? Oh, it is nice to be nice. But he abandoned the counsel that the old man gave him. I'm seeing this happening in an alarming trend. Young men firing their fathers. Had it happened to us just recently. Someone just walked up and was offended at us. Knocked on our door and said, I'm done with you. (laughs) Okay, what are you going to do? So he went and took counsel with the young men who had gone up with him and stood before him. I've heard young men say, yeah, Jim's my covering and I'm Jim's covering. <laughs> what a farce, what a fake, what a phony. You can't choose your covering, buddy. God is the one that places covering in your life. Yeah, it's old gray heads. Out of touch. Don't know nothing. Not relevant. <clears throat> Old school. Hello, someone. Can I get an amen? Am I slapping you too much? <laughs> well, Johnny from the block likes it. Bless you, man. No, we don't sugarcoat. We just speak it as God says. So he went to the young man and said, what do you advise that we answer these people who said to me, like, you know, yeah, guys, Make sure you got some old voices in your life. Be careful about what counsel always comes and gives you what you want. Study some of the great prophetic ministries of the old. That was your problem. One of them that comes to mind is William Brannan. William Brannan went far off left field into the false serpent seed doctrine because he had nothing but yes men in his life. And it wasn't even William that did that. It was his manager he hired that fired all the people that didn't speak smooth and speak, you know, what William Brennan wanted to hear. I don't ever want to be my own authority. I don't ever want to be my own counsel. I always want someone in my life that trembles at the word of God. Those young men came to him and told him, Thus shall you speak to the people. Your father made us our yoke heavy, but you lighten it for us. Thus, you so you say to them, My finger is thicker than my father's stuff And now, whereas my father laid on you, I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, I'll discipline you with scorpions. Yet, yeah. Rehoboam heeded his friend's advice over the elders in his life. Tragic results. Because the kingdom he was trying to grab. The kingdom that his father Solomon spent 30 years building was torn in one day. 10 of the 12 tribes of Israel being permanently fragmented. Five, six of his kingdom was ripped from his hands because he chose a choice to listen to the smooth talk of his friends over the wise words of elders in his life. That's right. One bad choice called his cost him dearly. I don't think that was the first time Rehoboam rejected elders. I think there was a pattern. That's what happens. You make a choice to reject what's right. The first time you do it, you feel convicted. The first time you reject all the you you ignore. An elder reaching out to you, trying to call you, and you say, Oh, I'm sorry, I was busy. The first time you make that choice, the Holy Spirit convicts you and says, Don't do that. Don't go there. Don't say that. Don't touch that. You feel convicted. But each time you make those choices, oh, they don't end in catastrophic results in the beginning because there's little choices. To reject godly counsel, to not follow God's word, to listen to smooth lies from people. Telling you, oh, it's okay. Oh, it's okay right. You see, when we develop the patterns and the habits of honoring our authorities and walking in the fear of the Lord, trembling at his word, when those life-defining moments come where the choice we make at that time affect the Life, we naturally follow the pattern, the habit of honor and respect and submission, and laying our lives down. So when that life-defining moment arrives, you find yourself blessed and not cursed. Let me close with this. Our choices determine our destiny. It's not God's fault that you don't have it work, and you're 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 on unemployment because you quit your because you're in a fight. Oh, I'm talking to someone right now. Yeah, I'm prophesying to you, brother. You quit blaming God. Repent and get your spirit right. Go back and apologize to that employer. Honor them. See what God will do with your finances, because life is a series of choices. Every single day, the moment we wake up, we make choices. Every day I get up, I try to focus myself to head into soaking prayer. I can't turn on my computer or my phone because it's gonna ding, it's gonna go off, it's gonna be something trying to grab my attention. It's my choice to start every day in the presence of God. fact, I gotta fight family over it. Sometimes I get up and family's before me, and guess what? They got news on. And then we have a little struggle because I'm like, oh, let's do this. "We're going to pray for God's word first, then we'll let life come in." Because you know, some decisions we make have far-reaching consequences, and some decisions aren't so far-reaching. But every choice we make determines our character. The direction we're going to go in life. Yes, our destiny. And ultimately, my friend, ultimately, our choices determine eternity for us. Yes. Because God gave us the power of choice. You are right where you're at today because of your choices. Quit being a victim. Stop it. You're not a victim. You're where you're at because of your choices. And if you don't recognize that, you'll keep going on being a victim, blaming everybody else. You'll never get anywhere. You want to change right now? Recognize. I want you to repeat after me say, I am, come on, say it. I am where I am because of my choices. Or maybe some of you in a good place. I want to flip that coin. Don't get proud. Don't think that you're making all that money and you're just knocking it dead because you're all that in a bag of chips. Humbly recognize that you're where you're at because you made the right choices. And God's honor and favors upon your life. And while I'm at it, of all the choices we face in life, there is one that has eternal consequences. And that is are you going to know God? Are you going to ignore? I didn't say go to church. I didn't say learn how to sing Christian songs. I didn't say listen every now and then to Christian music on your radio so you feel good about yourself. I'm talking about. Have you made the choice to come to know God and in the intimacy of His power and glory? And if you haven't, my friend, today is the day that I challenge you. To choose Jesus. So, friend, I'm going to close by saying choose prophetic destiny. Let Joshua's statement be your statement, where he said in Joshua 24 and 15, And if it's evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve. Where the gods of your father serve in the region beyond the river. Or the gods, the Amorites, and the whom in the in in land you dwell. But as for me and my house, will serve the Lord. You see, I'm I'm sensing separation. God is separating the sheep from the goats. He's separating the chaff, the the wheat. He's separating the wheat from the tares, and it's going to be choices. And that's where I'm at. Hey, if you want to go and join the whole L G K L M N A Y O L E-I-E-I-O. I'm saying that because I don't want longer than shutting down my broadcast. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. You want to follow all that? Go for it. Choose it. Go. Knock yourself out. It's for me and my house. We are going to serve the Lord. You know why Joshua had to make this decision at this point in his life? It's because it was an important time of convergence for Israel. Israel was getting ready to set up their homes in a permanent place after forty years of living in tents that could be taken down and moved every day. And I just feel that this is a prophetic word for some of you as I'm closing. God's getting ready to bring you into stability. You choosing to plant yourself. Blessed are they. Planted in the house of our Lord. They shall flourish. That's why we're going to Lago Vista. We're going to, excuse me, Lago Vista. I got to say it right. We're going to Lago Vista to be planted to see what God will do for that region. For Texas, the for USA, and for nations. That's how we fulfill our assignment on earth. Today is an important point of your life. What is your choice going to be? Because, my friend, the most important question you can ask besides salvation, besides serving God, repenting of your sins, being baptized in water by the name of Jesus, receiving the Holy Spirit, which is evidenced by speaking with tongues. Put that aside, the most important question you'll ever answer is what is the work that God has called you to do? Are you doing it? Why? Why are you floundering in the backwaters of excuses and blaming everybody else? Because let me remind you, when eternity comes, this life is. We're not rewarded, we're rewarded doing the will of God. That's why Jesus said in John 17 and 4: I glorified you on earth. Having accomplished the work you gave me to do. So his hands out and die and say it is finished, because he fulfilled his assignment on this. I am not going to enter eternity and my assignment is not finished. Paul said, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me. Crown of righteousness, which the Lord will reward to me on that day, not only to me, but also to all that loved his appearing. God bless you. Thank you so much for taking time. I know I went over again today. I'm sorry. I, I tell you, I'm only going to go 15 minutes, but come on, guys. Choices, choices, choices. Father, right now, I just over every person is, I decree over every person today that is listening. Quit making excuses. Quit sitting back and letting the devil make them a punching bag. I speak to sons and daughters now to rise up. And to step Back into your destiny. I don't care who it displaces. I don't care who doesn't like it. I don't care who doesn't agree with you. Get back on track in Jesus' name and step into your destiny with the right choices. God bless you. I love you. We hope you've enjoyed today's broadcast and we're blessed by our kingdom discussion. We would love to find out more about what your destiny is and where God has assigned you in his kingdom so we can walk alongside you and see God do great things through your ministry and through your kingdom assignment. Please reach out to us if we can serve you in any way. And thank you again for joining us on this Kingdom Discussion for Spirit of